0: You're listening to the Father's House Podcast. We're in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hope you guys enjoy. If you guys want more information, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. I feel refreshed this morning. I went on a run this morning. I get to come to the house of God this morning. We're so blessed to have this place where we get to come and worship the Lord. Amen. And we get to do it together as a family. Um, I just want to share a few things that are going on so we um, are all aware we have our journey coming up in the next uh, two First two Wednesdays in March at 6 p.m. What we like to do is, if you're new here and you're looking for a home church, maybe you've been here for a long time and you haven't made this your church, and maybe you're just... I want to know more about what we believe, what we value, what our mission, our vision is, then this is the place for you to come. There's no commitment. You come, and we feed you. We have child care, and it's a way for you to connect with our leadership to see what next steps would be for you if this is going to be your home church. Also, I um, a couple weeks ago, I announced that I was going to buy some Bibles. We have leather Bibles, uh, NLT versions, out at the welcome desk. There's 20. So if you're in need of a Bible, or maybe you know somebody in your family, on your job, they just got saved, Like, let's get them the tools for their next steps. Amen? So go and grab one of those. And then uh, Pastor Mike and Maddie got to go to Texas on a weekend getaway. It's their first time without children overnight for multiple nights. Isn't that amazing? Hallelujah for nights of sleep without children in your bed. I'm ready for one of those. That's the joke around here. I always go on vacation. I believe in vacation. I think it's healthy to get away, and it's healthy to come back refreshed. But his group that meets tonight is not going to meet tonight. They're going to actually extend out a week, so there'll be an extra week added on to the end of your session for your group. Um, but first, I just wanted to start off and share some testimonies of what's going on around here. Um, I know it's always encouraging for me to know what's happening in you all's life. Uh, I've been on the phone with people as they come, and they're visiting our church. They fill out connection cards, and I get to call them. And it's really exciting for me to connect with people and to see where people are and how, what they need and praying with them. And just over the last few weeks, I've been so encouraged by the hunger that people are coming into this place with. And I believe that God is doing something new and refreshing. As we've seen the revival at Asbury, we've seen revival break out. I believe God is doing something so simple. And that's what I shared in the leadership. He's doing so something so simple. He's bringing us back to hunger. To hungering after the presence of God, to hungering after what it looks like at the beginning of maybe your walk with the Lord, what it was like to truly surrender, to submit, and just be sold out. I don't know about you, but when I was in my teenage years, I was running far away from the Lord. I had had lots of things happen in my life where I was just seeking out all of the wrong things. And when I got a hold of what, who God was over my life, it was like, I've never experienced anything like this before. Anybody remember the time that they got saved with the Lord? yeah a lot of us and maybe you're in here and you're like i have no idea what you're talking about i'm gonna i'm gonna finish out for you today and give you maybe your next steps but i really believe that god over the last couple of weeks he's been challenging me to go back to what it was like in the beginning of my walk with him and today i want to encourage you that god is restoring the joy of our salvation And I began to think about what joy really means, what joy really looks like, how our joy is stolen from us, how we keep our joy, and all these questions I began to ask myself, like, Lord, what is true joy? How do I get it? How do I keep it? How do I maintain it? And how do I share it? Because all of us in here have experienced something in our lives that have taken away our joy. We've experienced something that has built upon our joy. It's like stifled it. Whether it's being angry with someone, whether it's holding offense, whether it's holding on to bitterness, whether it's being mad at your kids, not parenting well, not having relationships well, and acting out in that form, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm here at this place that I don't want to be at. How do I get back to the beginning of when God had me full of joy, when everything was great, I was sold out to the Lord, my heart was surrendered, and things were going good. But I think that we just live in a fallen, I know we live in a fallen world and things happen. But today I hope to encourage you to think back to that time that you had your joy And to also give you some steps on how to keep your joy and what is joy. So if you will start with me. First, though, I want to say, like, simply, I think the way that we get back to the beginning is by maintaining a heart of surrender. And I think about the life of David when he was just a young shepherd boy God had called him out because why? He wanted to honor God, and not everybody was honoring God. And he sold out, and he fought off the giant. Why? Because he knew the Lord was with him. In the beginning, when you were saved, it was simple. You're like, yes, Lord, I know you're with me. You're hungering after him. You're reading your Bible. You're spending time with the Lord. But then what happens is life happens, and here David is. And he begins to operate from this place of sin. And he begins to disobey God. And then all of a sudden, he's at this place where um, he's like, my life is falling apart. But if you turn with me to Psalm 51, David realizes at this point, I can't do life without the Lord. I need for him to restore the joy of my salvation. In Psalm 51, verse 7, I'm going to start. David, he starts with confession. And he's saying, Lord, purify me. I know I have messed up. He has lost his joy. He, there's been barriers that have caused that have divided him from his relationship with the Lord. And he says, "Purify my conscience, make this leper clean again, wash me in your love until I'm pure in heart. Satisfy me in your sweetness, and my song of joy will return." So he begins to say, "Lord, purify me. I'm so sorry for what I've done. I know I need to get back to the beginning of what it was like to restore the joy of my salvation. So what brings joy? Joy is brought to you through the Holy Spirit. Joy is a part of its character and nature. In Galatians 5.22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit— is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. We've got all of these here, but I want you to really think about that. The fruit of the Spirit, so the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you produces joy. You're a carrier of joy. I always tell my daughter, where's your joy at? It's in there, but she's got to pull on it sometimes because things happen that cause us almost like a blinder, like, oh, All of this stuff is combated at me every day, on my job, in my family, my husband and I, our relationship is going not well. I have all these things, stress, anxiety, pressure to perform, all of these things that the enemy is trying to throw at us so that we'll be blinded, so that we'll put the barriers up so that we won't ever experience joy. That's what he wants you to do. He doesn't want you to experience joy in your life. But you are a carrier of joy when you accept Jesus into your life. You have the Holy Spirit who produces joy. Joy, everybody say joy. One measure of the spirits working in your life is joy. You can go around the room in this place, and we've got people who really carry joy really well. We do. You can go in your family and know who carries joy. You can go out on the streets and pick somebody out who's carrying joy. And I'm like, man. I want to be like that person. I want to have joy. The whole purpose of us to have joy is so that it will be contagious, so that we'll look different, we'll act different, so that people will want to experience what we have on the inside of us. That is the whole purpose of you to be a carrier of joy. God's saying, I want you to put on my character so that people will want what you have. They will want to get to know the person that you carry, the Holy Spirit. They'll want to get to know me. But when we allow the pressure of life, when we allow guilt, shame, all of this to come in, it it like creates this hardness in our heart and it just keeps stacking up and joy is hidden. When really joy comes number two through repentance repentance brings joy joy is the result of righteousness it says in psalm 9711 light shines on the godly and joy on those whose hearts are right i believe that if we could go back to the beginning of when life was simple at the beginning the joy of your salvation God, I'm sold out to you. I want what you have. I want to be a carrier of your presence. I believe that it's simply that way that if we will repent, God, create in me a clean heart. Like David says in Psalm 51. Hallelujah. It came back on. Thank you, Lord. I don't know how to change this battery, so I'm glad it came back on but I believe that if we will be like David, because we're all carrying something right now in the room. You walked in the room, you were carrying stress. You walked in the room and had a difficult conversation with your kids. You walked in the room and you've had past experiences that keep traumatizing you. You've walked in the room and you're sick. You've walked in the room, you have financial stress. We're all going through something that's trying to steal your joy. And what I'm trying to get you to believe today is to think back at the beginning of when I got first saved. What was it like when I didn't carry the weight of the world on my shoulders? When I was like a child, childlike faith to just believe and say yes, to obey and do it. Whatever you say, Lord. I remember when I got saved, I'm like, I'm going on the mission field. I'm out of here. Because I know the call of God on my life. I had no concern, no worry at that time. But then I became a mom. I got married. I become a mom. I'm working in ministry. It's heavy. Life is heavy. But I want you to think back to those times that you didn't carry those things with you. And say, God, I want to get back to that. Create in me. He says, create in me a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. In the Passion, it says, keep creating in me a clean heart. Fill me with pure thoughts and holy desires ready to please you. So here David was, and he was repenting. He said, Lord, I'm so sorry. Lord, I'm so sorry that... I got angry at my daughter the other day, and I realized that it sucked. I was letting something so simple suck the joy out of me. So not only am I going to the Lord to ask forgiveness, I'm repenting, but I'm going to her. In your relationship with your spouse, you're going to the Lord and saying, God, I'm so sorry I responded that way, but you're also going to that person. If a brother or sin, a sister sins against one another, you go to the person. I think so many times that we're asking the Lord for repentance, but we are not being who God's called us to be, to go and ask for forgiveness from somebody because it's really hard. It's humbling. What do I say, Lord? What if they yell at me? How, what if they respond this way to me? And he's saying... It doesn't matter because I want you to have joy for that person again I want you to have joy to live for me again I want you to have joy in those situations with those people again but if I am saying God created me a clean heart but I'm not going to that person I'm you still have still see how there's a barrier there that causes no joy in that relationship I know this is kind of weighty because it's, it's causing us to grow up and mature in the Lord. Last week when Dan was preaching, he said God's called us to be mature believers, and I believe that he's calling us to come into a place where it's daily surrender, when we can say, create in me a clean heart, Lord, and renew a right spirit in me. Restore the joy of my salvation today. It's a daily thing to walk in joy, a daily thing to walk in joy for your spouse, a daily thing to walk in joy with your family a daily thing to walk in joy in your job in the call of God in your life what are you called to do what are you dreaming about like you were at the beginning when you got saved I remember what that was like and now I'm in ministry and somebody asked me the other day well, was like what are you dreaming about I said I don't know so much stuff is going on right here in front of my face I don't even know how to dream anymore We've got to get back to the place at the beginning when we got saved, when we were excited about the things of God, excited about the call of God on our life, excited to be used by God. Amen? We have an opportunity to carry, to be a carrier of his presence, to be a carrier of his nature, to be a carrier of his character so that we will win some. That's the whole goal is to be a disciple. He said, Go send you out to be a disciple, to win some, to be a carrier of my presence. So joy is found, is produced by the Holy Spirit, but it's also found in the presence of the Lord. It says in Psalm 1611, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. Everybody say joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In Acts 2.28, it says, You have made known to me the parts of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence. Where? In your presence. Where? In his presence. So remembering what it was like to be in God's presence. Maybe you're like, I don't even know what you mean. That means sitting still and inviting the Lord to come in. Lord, come in, show me what's going on in here so that I know how to redirect my life to you. So that I know how to walk the path of righteousness, right standing with you. So that I know how to make decisions. So that I know how to bring your character with me when I go. What do I need to correct, Lord, so that I will be all that you've called me to be? Being in God's presence, asking the Lord to reveal the innermost parts of your heart so that we can grow. Does everybody say, be mature? He's calling us to not just drink the milk of the word, but eat the meat of the word. It's time to grow up. It's time to ask the Lord to stretch us and to make disciples. It's time to have the hard conversations. Ooh, I have them every day. I tell Pastor Mike, he's like, go have that hard conversation. I'm like, this is really hard. He's like, yes, but when you do it, Oh my goodness, it's like heaven opens. Like, wow, why was I waiting three months to have that hard conversation? Now I feel so freeing. It's like creating, it's purifying for not just me, but for the person and for everyone around them. It's so much freedom when you have the hard conversation with your spouse. When you leave... It's like the worst thing that you could do or shut down in hard conversations. What does it do? It keeps the bitterness there. It keeps your heart hard. And you'll not experience joy in your relationship. You really won't. But if I have the hard conversation, hey, I just want you to know that I really was mean to you. (sighs) I raised my voice at you Uh, I treated you poorly and I'm very sorry and I promise that I'm gonna do better and then hey thanks for sharing that with me it's like wow it releases so much and then all of a sudden layers start to peel back and you're like maybe we can find joy in our relationship again if you're open to receive what God wants to do in you. So repentance brings joy. Ecclesiastes 2.26, it says, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and joy to those who please him. So the result of restoration that David received, it was refreshing joy. It was personal repentance that brought the blessing of forgiveness on his life. He did some really bad things, but God was saying, he said, Lord, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness in Psalm 51.1, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Verse 10. Something else that brings joy in our life is obedience, immediate obedience. To what God is saying and that little check like maybe you've been realizing you needed to do something and you're like stomach gets sick a little bit or you like have this feeling like I need to do this but it's scary that's the Holy Spirit prompting you to say yes I want you to do that. Obedience brings joy. Psalm 199 verse 14 it says I rejoice in following your statues as one rejoices in great riches. And I love this scripture in John 15, verse 10 through 11. It says, If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in His love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Obedience is also protection for you. God is saying, here's what I want you to do. Here's how I want you to act. Here's how I want you to respond. Why? Because he's protecting you. But a lot of times we get in the way, and we say, we're going to do this. And then we're like, how did I get here all of a sudden? And maybe you're sitting here today, and you're like, yeah, I've been disobeying, I've been running from the Lord and I've way lost my joy. And God is saying, It's okay. Let's get back to that place. Let me come in and restore the joy of your salvation. God is moving in here. We have got so many people that we have experienced, they've experienced healing. They've experienced getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. They've been seeing family restored. We've seen prodigals coming home. Why? It's because we're all getting ready to grow up. We're all getting freedom. We're all growing. We're all maturing. And God is saying, oh, look, I'm going to use them. I'm going to do this in their life. He's, he's been ready for us to move forward and to see him move in a mighty way. And now because we're ready, we're getting healthy, we're moving out of freedom, and we're getting mature, he's saying, just wait and see what I'm going to do. I believe this is the only the beginning of where we are going in this church, in this city, in this nation. This is just the beginning of God making it simple again, of getting back to what it was like when we were restoring the joy of our salvation and what it looked like in the beginning. And how else do we get joy? By fellowshipping with other believers. We have small groups going on. Anybody in a small group? Look at all the hands. Yes, it's so exciting. If you are not in a small group and you want to get connected with other believers and maybe you've isolated, maybe you missed out on small groups. I had somebody come up to me last week and they're like, I missed out because I was gone the first two weeks and everything was full. No group is closed for you. I'm just going to say that. My leaders are like, "Ah." Uh, but if you missed out, and you've also like have this conviction in your heart, like I need to get connected, I want you to see me, call the office, call my phone, let's get you connected because why fellowship with other believers It causes us to have this small community where we can open up and share about our lives, where we can testify and build faith, where we can come together and pray for each other, where we can come together and worship together and become a family. And maybe you've come to church and you sit in the back row and you've never connected. What an awesome opportunity for you to experience what it's like to, for full joy, for people around you that are cheering you on. I don't know about you, but I love it when someone reaches out to me and says, I'm praying for you. Thank you for cheering me on because sometimes I just want to throw in the towel. Sometimes life is really hard. I'm just being honest. Ministry's hard, guys. And then you take mom being in the hospital, uh, mother in law, Parkinson's, something else happened in my family, and I'm like, huh, this is too much. And the Lord said, Go back to the beginning, faith. It's simple. I just need you to get my presence. Go back to the beginning, faith and repent. Is there something in your heart that's going on that's holding you back from relationship with me and trusting me to take care of all this around you that's going on? Faith, you need to ask for accountability from people and reach out to people that you trust that are in your inner circle that can pray and believe God with you. So what did I do? I contacted five people and I said, I'm struggling. I need you to pray. See, we're all here together, people. We're all going through life, and hard things happen, but we need the body of Christ around us, cheering us on, praying for us. Hey, come have coffee with me. I need somebody in my life to speak truth because everything around me, everyone else is speaking false, negative things, and I need somebody to speak truth. We all need that. It says in Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 through 5, it says, I thank my God for you Every time I think of you and every time I pray for you all, I pray with joy because of the way in which you helped me in the work of the gospel from the very first day until now. I'm thankful we have a prayer team that is holding up our arms so that we can do all that God's called us to do in this body. I'm thankful for people who are in my small group who are opening up and sharing deep places of hurt in their lives. Life for health, and then others to come around them and pray and take people to the next level so that we can mature together so that we can go out and win some. Amen. Amen. That's what's so exciting, is like we are discipling these small groups of people, and then those groups of people will begin to lead other groups of people who have not even been in church. That's what's so exciting. It's like a duplication process. God is wanting to duplicate you. I don't know how, but what is it that has been stealing your joy? What is it that God has called you to do in your job, in your life, maybe for the work of the ministry, that you've allowed the enemy, doubt and unbelief have come in, bitterness, anger, resentment, offense, What has stolen your joy? And maybe you don't know. Sometimes you don't know. That's why joy comes from his presence. That's why maybe you just need to sit in God's presence and say, Lord, what is it that's stealing my joy? He will reveal it to you, I promise. He reveals, it says, the inmost parts of your heart and anything that's of wrong motive So it's getting honest before the Lord and maybe honest with somebody who's really close to you and saying, I'm really not experiencing joy in my life anymore, and I need to get back to that place. And having somebody accountable in your life, a fellow believer that can sharpen you, because the Bible says that iron sharpens iron. We are all called to sharpen each other, but that's not... To say that you're supposed to, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. If someone did that to me, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I can't talk to you. That's not the way that we encourage. We encourage, man, I'm sorry you've lost your joy. I'm really sorry about that. How can I support you? It's simple. Let's pray. Lord, please reveal to us today what is it that's been stealing my joy? Daniel, can you come play the keys for me? So I want you to think, can everybody just close your eyes for a second? I want you to think back to when you got saved, like really sold out to the Lord, to the place where you were like, oh, I just I'm so thankful. I feel so overwhelmed." I can't believe what God's doing right now in my life. Like, this is just amazing. And remember what it was like to have the joy. Thank you, Lord. It says in Romans 15, 13, it says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace. Why? It says, because you trust in him. He wants to fill us afresh and anew today. Will you stand with me this morning? He's wanting to restore back to you what the enemies tried to steal from you. The joy of your salvation, the joy of the call of God on your life, the joy of what it's like to be married, the joy of what it's like to have blessings of children. I know in those moments, God's correction, he's so loving, but he's like, Faith, why are you allowing this situation with your daughter to steal your joy when you've asked for kids, for, you've waited eight years for this baby to be in your life? It's that gentle reminder of going back to the beginning of how he's promised me these things, but I've allowed the enemy to come in and kind of warp my thinking almost. Would the prayer team come down this morning? What has been stealing your joy? Lord, I ask that you reveal right now areas of our life that we need to surrender, relationships that need to be confronted in a loving way to move forward in joy. What is it, Lord? Who is it that has stood in the way of me experiencing contagious joy again, like it was in the very beginning when you made yourself known to me. How do I get back to that place, Lord? Show me. And maybe you don't know. We have a prayer team down here this morning. Maybe you and your spouse need to come down and ask for prayer to get back to the joy of living with one another, of being together, unified as one. Maybe you've never experienced joy before. Maybe you you are saved, but you're like, I've never tapped into what you're talking about faith. Today is an opportunity for you to do that. It says, let my passion for life be restored, tasting joy in every breakthrough you bring to me. Hold me close to you with the willing spirit. Let us be willing to sit with the Lord and hear what he's saying so that I could repent like David and restore to me the joy of your salvation, Lord that obeys whatever you say, then this is the part that it says, then I can show other guilty ones how loving and merciful you are. They will find their way back home to me knowing that you will forgive them. So not only are we to be carriers of our joy for ourselves and for the people around us, but for others out there. That's what it's really for, is for others, our contagious joy, so that people will want what we have, so that people will say, there's something different about you, Mike. I don't know what it is, but I need to know, what is it that you carry? I need that in my life. I don't have that. I want that. What is that? That's the next level of maturity, church, is to continue to say, God, Stir up in me joy. Stir up in me hunger. Stir up in me the love of God that's shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Ghost. Let others experience who you are through me, but let me daily create in me a clean heart and surrender, God. Will you just close your eyes and lift a hand to heaven with me this morning? if you need that extra joy and you need somebody to pray with you this morning, the altar is open, you may come down. If you are in the room and you've never experienced Jesus as your Savior, It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. God wanted direct communication with you so he sent his son Jesus as a sacrifice to die so that you would have a direct connection to heaven. And he said, I will wipe away your sins as far as from the east as from the west. And that is what joy is, is salvation for you today. It's a new step, a new leaf turned over for you. God is saying, out with the old and in with the new for you today. Father, I just thank you for every person in this building today, God, that you would restore joy, that you would cause us to have a create in us a clean heart daily, that you would renew a right spirit in us, restore to us joy that we experienced when we first got saved, when we first sold out to you, God. Let us go to that place again, and let us be contagious for other people to come to know you. In Jesus' name, Lord, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for every person in here. Lord, we pray for our small groups this week as we encounter each other. Lord, let us sharpen one another. Let us encourage one another. Let us build up one another on our most holy faith, God. And I thank you for each individual in this room that we're going higher, that we're walking in freedom, we're walking in health, and we're going to new levels in you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. If you need prayer, you're welcome to come down this morning. Have an amazing Sunday and be blessed.